Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, we are back again on something like that with Nav, and this is the dude. Today's guest. Well, he comes from the northern region. He has been in the scene for a very long time. You might have known him from the uh, ever popular back in the days, uh, uh, the band from the nineties all the way to two thousand something north side. But right now, he is out with a brand new single called "Kapla Jinger." That's right. It's a mysterious word indeed. Two words that has been boggling the minds of many Malaysians, especially. And if you're out of Malaysia and you're wondering what does that mean, we're going to find out a bit from now. Uh, in the meantime, hello, dude, Vixta, Vic, aka Vixta. How are you doing, man. brother? All good? I'm doing great. Yep. Yeah, nice to hear you, man. It's nice to hear you. Nice to see you. It's been quite a while. Uh, actually, come to think of it, this is the very first time you're going on face to face, right? Um. Actually, uh, we have uh, met face to face. Oh, we have met face to face, but I mean, I mean, in a formal, uh, professional level of interviews and so on. Have we none? Uh, yes. We, well, uh, again, uh, do you know who did the interview the last time when uh, we were in uh, FO? I think it was with with Wendell, right? Uh, it was probably with Wendell then. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty much producing the whole uh, thing. So I think it was with Vandal back in the day. But anyway, it's good to see you, man. Uh, finally, I get a chance to uh, pick your brain a little bit. And I must congratulate you with your brand new track, Kapla Jinga. Finally, it's out. It's good to see you back behind the studios. And um, yep. I'm, I'm guessing you have a very unique studio based on your Facebook post. It's not one of those conventional radios, right? Uh, studios, right? No, uh, it's a complete uh, bedroom studio, and uh, the the story behind it is that um, you know I totally got back into making music and you know doing uh, uh, you know recordings and stuff. And so my wife, uh, she saw that I was absolutely interested in it, and she it, this was actually the kids' playroom, <laughs> and uh, we you know packed the kids up and we send them upstairs uh, to their own room and uh, okay lucky you said up to the own room instead of send them out of the house man <laughs> <laughs> that, that happens after 18 so okay now pack them yeah. Yeah. Well, so what do the kids get a promotion a better place to live in or is this back to the storeroom or something like that uh, no i mean i think it's a better room it's a room with uh, probably a better view uh oh. compared to this one yeah, and so they got a nice. You know, kids view. got room these days. Like when I was growing up, I had to share with everybody on the planet, man. Yeah, at, at least you could. I I had the couch. That was <laughs> that was my room <laughs> growing up. Yeah. Oh man, hey dude, seriously, it's good to have you on uh, back on the machine, beat making machines and recording and so on. But the question is, what made you come back, man? Right. Um. So this whole MCO thing, mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of. Um, you know, I was working from home, you know, I have a day job, so I work primarily working from home. And, uh, you know, I was not going out anywhere and, and stuff. So I decided, um, you know, I got myself a personal laptop because I thought of playing games. You know, I got myself nice. a nice gaming laptop and I thought I'll do music on the side kind of thing. And it so happened that when I installed the uh, the uh, DAW, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the music making uh, software, um, the, the desktop audio workstation so that's a door anyway um i started to get more and more into it 
you know, I started to experiment with more uh, samples, with more synthesizers and, and all those stuff. And I got so into it that, you know, I started making beats again, you know, and, and music is like a drug, you know. It's kind of like, yeah, you stay away from it, but, uh, and, and, you know, you're okay. But once you get a hold of it, again, you're addicted, right? Yeah, you got to get so, back, so man. Yeah, music, music is definitely my drug. So as soon as I did that, you know, I said, okay, you know what? Maybe I should put a song out. And um, as I was working on the on the track, you know, at times I got a little bit lazy and stuff until uh, I put up a post on Facebook uh, somewhere around the 14th, 15th of uh, November. I said, uh, look, guys, I'm planning to put out a track. You know, I don't know how it's going to sound. Uh, you know, it might sound dated and things like that. So if I get 100 likes, I'll put the song out. And so happened that, you know, I got more than 100. And uh, once that happened, I felt uh, obligated to you know, actually put no, you can't, You can't back out of this way. You got 100 people no, saying that no. I want my music. I clicked on that exactly. like. My like is like exactly. a thousand bucks. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, I was like, uh, you know, you know what? Now I, I owe an explanation or I owe something to these people. Right. And so I fast tracked working on the track. Uh, and within that one month, I had to teach myself uh, uh, recording. I mean, which was okay. I've done it before, but uh, not at this level. Uh, I had to teach myself mixing. I had to teach myself mastering. Again, mastering is not something that, um, you know, it's, it's very easy to claim that you know how to do. And, and in fact, there's more for me to learn. And, and uh, you know, I think uh, the audio engineers out there, uh, of course, they do an amazing job and I, I don't know uh, from an audio engineer perspective how well my song uh, turned out but the reception has been good for the general public but again you know there's still a lot more uh, for me to learn when it comes to this field right well good so, news is this uh, yeah. good news is you managed to save costs bad news is some engineer out there just lost one job <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, during this no time way, actually yeah, in no way I can I I can rival these folks, you know, because yeah. But you know, when I, you say you had a self learn, what you went on YouTube or something like that? Yeah, so everything was on YouTube, and and the problem, or rather the challenge with me is that I'm a type of per person who's not very patient. So mm -hmm. and you know these YouTube videos, uh, they talk too much, right? I'm yeah, like, dude, get to the point, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then again, you know, I found one or two uh two cha uh, two channels that really did a good job and went um explained it pretty well and and not too much of uh, you know a rubbish talk kind of thing uh and actually learned and uh, especially when it came to mastering how do you monitor the levels and 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 stuff like that you know and then you talk about if you want radio airplay what do you do if you want uh, to put it on platforms what do you do and stuff what are the levels and things like that and how do you monitor so all the stuff i learned uh, fully from youtube actually it's a good thing also i i think most artists should pick that up because I mean, of course, you can, you will give it to an audio engineer at some point of time. But it is good to know what is the science behind the whole mastering thingy. So at least you have an idea when the uh, engineer actually messes you up, or rather yells at you, saying that no, I need it like that, I need it like that. So you have an idea, pretty much. You know, you know, there's a newfound respect for audio engineers because you know when I did my own stuff, uh, and and I know in the past audio engineers have made a comment that Vic, you know, your vocals. Is difficult and and now I know why because uh, I have uh, this uh, w the, the way I record is I usually um, layer my vocals so I record mm -hmm. the same verse like perhaps two or three 
uh, layers. And when you do that, you know, most likely the second time, third time you record, you're not going to be um, exactly uh, on point. So what happens is you need to cut um, the, the wave file and arrange it to uh, the, the initial vocal, right? And when I say you need to cut them, I'm not talking word by word. I'm talking syllable by syllable almost. How? Whoa. So that is know, too precise. To, yeah. So and you got to put it together so that it, when you listen to it, it doesn't sound like multiple layers, but it just sounds nice and and wide. Uh, you know, and you got that nice, uh, a crisp sound uh, to it. So, and for the audio engineers to do that with my vocals, they must have had super <laughs> amount of patience. You know, so now me. you know why the invoice was that high, lah. And speaking of which, uh, you might want to push your microphone a little closer to you so I can hear a little louder since we don't have okay. layering going on. Let me move okay, closer but, to it. Okay, okay. much better yeah. this way. Okay, but anyway, uh, speaking of music, uh, this, since to all the musicians out there, future musicians, uh, please play, uh, pay close attention. You, if you have to go, go on YouTube and learn about this, please do. So at least you have an idea of what the uh, sound engineer goes through and why the bill is such why do they charge that much because there's a lot of work man i was talking to mother a while back and the, he i i have no idea about recording i have no idea about singing or playing any instruments but the way he gave me a sneak peek on what's a life of an audio engineer is all about and a recording process is like wow it's simply amazing man it's it's ridiculously crazy but uh, your try came out pretty Cool, man. I, one of the tracks that, uh, like I, I mentioned before, like I'm a fan of hip hop. I like rap music all the way from the 80s, even from the 70s, a glimpse of it, um, 90s, 2000s. I'm a, I'm a bit of the uh, old school boom bop, boom bap, or whatever you want to call it. Mm. Uh, and some of the uh, purest stuff, I used to enjoy those kind of things. And uh, another thing I realized that why I enjoyed about, uh, what I enjoyed about your song was it had its own identity. You know, in terms of music, uh, first things first, you had the synthesizers going on at the very start of the song itself. And that brought in a bit of 80s feel, the 80s vibe into the 90s beat and uh, bringing into the 2000s. So it's like three generations of feel or rather vibration in one particular track. So you had the synth. Why, why use that 80s feel on this track? Well, um, you know... Although I grew up in the 90s, uh, right? I mean, most most part, right? Um, because in the 80s, I was like, of course, between uh, one to eight years old. You know, that was 89. I was about eight. So anyway, but then again, you know, my sisters, uh, they were much, much older than I was. So, um, you know, the influence of music, because they were listening to, to all these uh, tracks. You know, we're talking about AHA. We're talking about um, uh, what groups uh, are they... Um, you know, Human League and, and uh, Men at Work and, and all these uh, groups, right? And uh, those music, uh, uh, even until today when I listen to it, it gives me goosebumps because uh, it's so nostal nostalgic. And so I guess that influence sort of carried on. And when I listened to the synth that I put on this song, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, damn, that's the one. You know, I like this. Um, and, and when I put it on there, I was like, yeah, you know, this this sounds just about right. And I just... You know, when you have this music that that you listen to and you know, okay, this is the right one. This is the one I want to uh, make my song with or I want to put my, my vocals on this track. So that was the thing. That was the feel that I got with this song. And that's why, you know, when I put out that post, I said, you know, this, this uh, song might sound dated. That's what I meant because it's not your conventional uh, track that you listen to now. It's not your commercial track that you uh, listen to now with, with uh, very much trap influence, a lot more popish. 
you know it's it's it sounds again 80s or something that would have come out in the in the 90s you know late 90s early 2000s kind of thing but, but the thing is if all the uh, newer generation of hip-hop listeners and uh for them they might this might be considered something fresh absolutely fresh but uh Infusing it with the new school and the old school together in one track, ah, man, I love the vibes, man. I kind of, this is where I miss playing in clubs. This is the kind of tracks that you want to bang into the clubs and just get the feel going on in an extended mix uh, for this particular track. And uh, another thing unique about this one, apart from when I was mentioning about identity, a lot of bands, a lot of rap uh, groups, they have this so-called monotonous tone, monotonous style of going in. There's nothing wrong about it. It's nothing wrong. That's the trend that's going on these days. And um, the only problem is when you don't have, when you're too monotonous in the sounds of uh, style of rapping or maybe the verses that you use and the music, it becomes normal. But in your case, it brought in that Penang flavor into this particular song. Because if you listen to the lyrics, you know, that, that words like Habang and this and that, those are the languages used only by the people who's... Uh, who understands the northern dialects like uh, i'm from para i could understand somewhat a little bit like, like i say but 25 percent of whatever is penang the style going on so why did you actually come up with that that idea for this particular song well you know first of all i'm a hardcore penang I, you know i've been in in slango for how many years now 17 years right but you know i still call myself a penangite still true to the state i support the club the football club and stuff you know go panthers Penang Panthers, Haria, Penang Haria kind of thing. But, um, you know, I guess, you know, I grew up speaking uh, uh, the, 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 um, with that accent, right? You know, and, and using all the colloquial terms. You know, the terms that I'm using on that track, honestly, is, is, is just, you know, the tip of the iceberg of the actual um, accent, right? Or rather, you know, it, it's almost like a dialect, I would say, because... Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's on its own. You you will not hear it anywhere else. Uh, perhaps maybe in Kedah, Kedah it gets thicker, and when you go up to Perlis, yeah. it gets even thick, uh, thicker than that, right? So Penang is like kind of like the Goldilocks zone, and uh, you can still understand it, but then it's still unique. So I decided to put it on this song because um, you know, it, um, maybe there are songs out there that have done it before. I I think maybe I know of one. Uh, which was done for the Penang football team uh, uh, by by uh, uh, I think that it's three guys, um, but I don't I can't remember how much of the language or how much of the terms they they used in it, but I wanted it to sound very very uh, Penangish, you know. So I said you know let's go ahead and do this, and I think this word will catch attention you know Gapla Jinga, right when you say Gapla <laughs> of Jinga, course like what the hell does that mean that is you know? exactly one of the reasons why i invited you one of the main reasons why i invited you is because i needed to solve that mystery man like i said i, I could have gone on google i could have asked any of my penang friends but no fun i got to find out find out about it directly from you Hapla, Hapla, what Hapla Jinga? even pronounce it Hapla, Hapla. <laughs> What is yeah, it? What is it all about, man? It's it's Rapla. So um, the Rapla, actual spelling okay, Rapla, for it, okay. it, yeah. So the actual spelling is R A P L A, uh, Jinga J I N G G A, right? So the way we pronounce the R sound is uh, it sounds Ra, you know, um, and and that's how in in Penang, um, you know, all um, right up to Perlis and all that, you know, you hear people pronouncing the R tone like that. It's like you know when we say uh, Oang. 
you know uh, oh yeah uh, replies yeah in, in perak also we pretty much do that ampa yeah. nak bi mana dan tak khabar apa-apa you know those kind of things uh, lah yeah so you know and and when we say ai you know whenever there's a r at the end instead it becomes ayak. an ak sound you know so ai becomes aya right so yeah so that's how you know uh, rapla jinga is actually uh, um, well rapla jinga is actually rapla so you pronounce it if you were here in in uh, the south it's uh, rapla you pronounce it as rapla and uh, what it means right what it ah. means is really about uh, if someone is annoying you or you're annoyed or you're in sort of um, uh, i would say uh, your, your mind is in a mess overwhelmed uh, that's when you would use the term rapla uh, jinga uh, you know like alamak macam mana ni you know aku rasa macam rapla jinga you know and it's like bingung lah creative bingung lah you know yeah okay ah yeah um, or, or minda bercelaru or something like that you know you just not uh, can't think straight in in, in uh, simple kind of terms thing. in english it's like a messed up head right now lah yeah exactly and the jinga or messed up yeah me- messed up state or messed up uh situation as well okay so jinga is just you know penang as a creative word it was rapla and then put the jinga right there but but no no also, meaning to us jinga No, no meaning to a jinga. But rapla mm. alone can mean something else as well. Rapla can also mean uh, jangan uh, duk buat rapla dengan aku. Uh, that can mean don't, don't, uh, jangan duk buat hal dengan saya kind of thing. Right? Okay. So, yeah. But again, now rapla itself now may have, although it's a colloquial term, but it may have a deeper history. It may be an Arab word called oh. gafla. Yeah. Oh, so gafla so means yeah. So gafla means uh, chui, basically callous, right? So it sort of you know ties into um, how we use the term rapla or rapla jinga or whatever. Okay, so I'm not going to attempt to say anything like that. But anyway, you just might want to step a little bit back from your microphone. I think it's a okay. popping sound. But anyway, what is it all about? Because uh, like to some to a certain extent, if I'm looking and listening to the track. And it looks like you're actually firing somebody. Yeah, this like it is not a diss track per se, but it sounds like you're actually targeting a specific group of people, a specific kind of people. Is that it? Yeah. So basically, the song is about no hate. You know, honestly, although the lyrics may sound different from it, but uh, what I'm saying is, if you listen to the last, uh, you know, couple of uh, sentence in in the in the first verse. You know, it really talks about hampa uh, pandai uh, main pisau bagai-bagai, tapi nak sembunyi di sebalik tirai. You know, you know how to play with with knives. You know, and you know how to stab people, but you guys are hiding behind the curtains, right? Uh, okay. On on stage, right? You know the uh, the stage curtains and stuff. You know, you are basically backstabbing people, and but in front of you, you're behaving like real. Oh, you know what? We are friends and stuff like that. So that happens. In the industry, yeah, yeah. because uh, you know people say nice things about you, but behind you, you know they say um, absolute. They 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 talk trash basically, right? And then the second verse, we talk about you know being uh, we we don't want any hate in the industry, and um, you know let me do what I want to do, and and don't tell me otherwise because you know if someone is doing something different, let them, right? And cheer it on. Instead, don't hate. Kind of thing, yeah, right. So that that is really what the the second verse uh, talks about because uh, that's where you know it talks about 
the I briefly talked about and hung jabat kind of thing. Uh, you know, in in the second verse as well. So so it's really there's a story uh, to it. Nice. So exactly. So, yeah. Now I, now I have a much clearer picture because since the release of this particular track, I've been cracking my head big time. I'm so tempted to go on Google and start googling it, but then again, no way, man. I'm not going to do that. And so it's nicer to hear, listen to it from you because sometimes when you just read things on Google, you never get the right message, man. You get seem to get different interpretation of things yep. and different messages are being passed across. And uh, well, this track is pretty nice, pretty fresh. I kind of like the whole feel to this track, man. And uh, I'm pretty sure it, there's a video to it too. There's a lyrical video for that, is which is available on YouTube, right? Yeah, and 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 that was probably well due because a lot of people uh, just as yourself were like, what is this word and yeah. what is he saying? You know, um, and uh, sometimes the rap can be a little bit. Um, it's not really fast, it but you know it might be a little bit difficult. To catch it was quite tricky because like if like I was trying to figuring out, uh, trying to figure that out. When the first time I listened to the track, I knew it was a Malay track, but then again, it's like, okay, this has the Penang, Penang feel in it. Unless you read the whole thing, that's where you'll understand it better. So thank thank you for the lyrical video. So at least you read, I read the whole lyrics, I understood it much better and had the feel towards it. But of course, um, I had a different interpretation for that song. And uh, thanks to you now, I have I clearly understand. So there's a couple of others or maybe a few hundred, a few thousand people has been cracking their head trying to figure that out, man. Kapla Jinka, well, man. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people might think it's a diss track, but, but you know, the, it's actually contrary to to that. It's actually, you know, talking about let's not have any beef. That's why, um, you know, again, the second verse, the last couple of uh, lines, you know, it says, Aku bukannya cari gado, you know. Janganlah musuh-musuh, aku bukannya cari gado. Uh, tapi ingat, you know, Vicstar boleh basuh sampai lusuh, kasih gegak satu pentai, skala Richter 10, you know. It may sound like, you know, it's bashing someone, it's really not. It says, let's not be enemies because, you know, we can keep on competing, right? Yeah. You know, I, and I can say things like, yeah, you know, I can I can uh, take on you and all that. And again, when, when we talk about uh, Gado and we talk about uh, Musso and things, we're not... Okay, let's wait for a second. Okay, yeah, finally you're back, hang. All right, sorry. So where yeah, were we again? It was a network Would issue. You... Yeah, yeah, it's so one I was of talking the about how time. the song may sound. Yeah, so can you hear me enough? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you loud and clear now. Okay, all right, great. So when you listen to the song, um, you know it kind of sounds like you know I would go out there and harm someone physically, which is totally not the case. I'm absolutely. Uh, far from harming people in any way. It's really talking <laughs> nice about. Uh, we, yeah, we are talking. I'm, I'm definitely a nice guy. I hope. Uh, we are talking about you know lyrically. You know we're talking about uh, when it comes to 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 uh, to uh, stage battles, right? You know, um, rap battles kind of thing. Uh, that is what we are we are talking about, uh, or rather, I'm talking about song, and it's uh, you know I I just hope it's not misinterpreted that we're talking about physical fights and all that because, you know, that's just rubbish. Yeah, man. It happens sometimes. Because the thing is, it, it is the reality. Because like I said earlier, uh, when, you say, when you say things like uh, diss tracks and so on, yes, one point at a time, it was part of the culture of hip-hop itself. It, diss track was a common thing. You say something, I say something. But it came to a certain point that it, it got a little too extreme, even in the local scene, especially everyone is trying their level best uh, just to make 
I don't know, I to gain publicity, there was one point of that time that that happened. I knew a couple of hip hop outfits or other bands were doing that uh, for a certain time of uh, point of time. But uh, right now, well, it's a bit different. Now it's more about fun, fun-loving, party-going kind of feel going on with the hip hop songs out there, right or not? I think I think I think it is, man. Yeah, you know. Sorry, uh, we we seem to be having a bit of network issues down here, right? Okay, Hold on. Uh, can you okay. just hang on for one second? Let me just uh, check my... Yeah, no worries at all. No worries at all. But in the meantime, for those who are listening into this particular broadcast, remember, if you want to get in touch with uh, Vix, all you have to do, or rather, let's take a listen to this track, Kapla uh, Chinga. All you need to do is just head on to uh, uh, Spotify because it's available down there. It's on Spotify and all the other major platforms, uh, Amazon Music, Apple, iTunes, and uh, many other places too. And uh, not only that, it's also available on YouTube. That's right. If you're looking to uh, take a listen to the lyrics, um, you can check it out over there. And uh, I got another few minutes with Vix, but what I need to know is, Vix, uh, the first things first, you made a comeback after a short break, uh, rather a couple of years. The first track that you released, you released it in Malay. Why is that? Yep. <clears throat> so Malay, uh, you see, you know, I, I speak Malay pretty flu uh, fluently, right? And... Uh, the thing is, it's a beautiful language in a sense. Uh, it is sort of like designed uh, to be, you know, to be poetic, you know, and to and to uh, to 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 enable uh, literature to be written in that language, okay. you know. And and for me, there are very few languages that can do that. Malay is one of it, Tamil, uh, and maybe you know some of the uh, Western languages. But most, I think, Asian languages are designed for it because there's there's a whole lot of uh, literature. And I think Malay is one of it because when you write and when you do songs in Malay and when you listen to it, it has so much of um, energy uh, to it. I mean, let's take uh, M. Nase's um, uh, Menteras Merah Padi, for example. Mm -hmm. Right? When you listen to that, even until today when I listen to that song, it gives me goosebumps. Yeah, true. So, yeah, so, you know, it has that much power uh, to it. And yeah, that's why that's I chose the, to write this song in Malay. I think being poetic is very important also. Uh, that's the whole idea of rap, rhythm and poetry. So that's the whole idea. Instead of just having it on, uh, uh, what can I say? It's, uh, what's the word for it? The best word for it? Uh, instead of just some random words, right? Just in the that's common right. common languages that we use here and there. But anyway, uh, another thing that I also have noticed is that uh, you are out of the lyrical video. Any plans of shooting a full-fledged music video for this track? Yeah, um, I am. Uh, it, it's, it, it's in the pipeline. Uh, but then again, uh, you know, with this MCO and all that going on, uh, you know, to be on site to shoot and all that might be a little bit of a challenge. So we're looking at ways to how we can uh, sort of uh, circumvent uh, all of this or perhaps maybe we can try to see if we can get uh or i well when i say we it's really just me and maybe a friend <laughs> who's holding the camera you know to see if we can go and uh get some approval from the um, because if i do a video i'm planning to shoot it in penang and so mm -hmm. uh, you know i probably need approval from you know the the state government and stuff oh. uh whether it would be allowed right so um so let's let's see you know how it goes, but I am very, very keen on. I thought, I thought these video. days, just, just, just take a camera wrong, just shoot some videos, and then once no one's watching, if some authorities come, then you start running. You know those kind of yeah. things. I did a couple of that before when I was working yeah, in the production I'm, side. Oh well, um, I could try that. I hope I can yeah. run fast enough. 
Yeah. Tak ada bang Tak boleh ke bang Eh I thought boleh eh, I see Dia cakap boleh <laughs> Siapa cakap Itu orang bang <laughs> Itu tinggi-tinggi yeah. orang. You know We used to do that Back then Back in the days But that was interesting But please tell me also I mean music video Is one thing Please tell me That you have A follow-up track For all the year After Kapla Jinga Because Don't tell me You're one of the guys Who's going to come out With one track one year And then take a break Another few years And come back again Please tell me You're not going to do that Well, well I, I really hope I don't end up like that. But then again, when I look at it and the amount of money I've invested in this in this whole studio thing, um, you know, and, and uh, because, you know, it was not cheap uh, paying for the, 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 the door, the software uh, to begin with. And then I invested in, in you know, all these monitor speakers and, and um, all this other tiny stuff uh, that, that may seem, you know, for some people may not make any sense, but... I've invested this money and, you know, I'm not looking to get that money back, but I need to make good use of these tools, right? Okay. So these tools are to fuel my passion. It's like someone who loves to play the guitar, who's not putting out a song, but he invests in a really good, uh, you know, uh, what do you call that? The Ibanez or, you know, whatever, uh, uh, you know, expensive uh, guitar out there, uh, you know, just because they want to play it, you know, it's a passion. So it's the same thing here. Now, if my songs uh, do indeed, Um, you know, I, I indeed make some money out of it. Great. If it doesn't, I'll still do it for the passion. And yes, I am looking to put more tracks out there. I mean, to un- answer the question very simply. Please. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm begging because I'll be very honest with you. I've had chat with so many bands before. It's like, you know, you it gets to you, you know, it's like once you start liking something so much, you know, you start falling in love with it. You have that fresh feel. Finally, you think like, okay, the kind of music that I can blend into, I can gel into and then... They disappear. It's like no, I yeah. don't see you again for the next one year. So then, to build that, up that the interest again, yeah, that, that to get back the interest be- again is difficult, man. Yeah, because you know it, it happened to me. Uh, I believe I, I know. Um, you know, when I was in the studio the last time, I think we spoke about it. Uh, when Vandal uh, interviewed me, that was the time I came up with "I'm back," and then I never came back <laughs> until now. <laughs> I won't be back. <laughs> I'll yeah. be back, but not to show when. But, but not not sure when. Yeah. So yeah. Um, again, you know, I I don't think I want to let that happen again because that time, yeah, you know, someone did the beat for me. You know, I went to the studio, recorded. You know, I of course, you know, paid for the services, uh, you know, the mastering and and whatever not. But this time around, I have this equipment, everything around me. So if I don't make use of it, it's it's probably going to be a waste, lah. Yeah. So at least you know because the thing is, technology has. Uh, Uh, moved on to advance it's gone way advanced than what we expected things are much much more easier like even this particular podcast show if i was talking about this about five to ten years ago the cost of setting up the whole thing dude i'll be dead broke i would have sold my house my car my kidney just to run a show like this dude oh, yeah. but now yep, everything's yep. at the fingertips and all the uh, software is available the tutorials on youtubes uh so it is it is a opportunity for many people out there to get back and so there's no excuses for not making music or not doing uh, creating content so that's where i look forward for and the good thing about mco like i told every other guest on the show is that uh, it gave you the time to sit down and think evaluate what you've been doing and uh, creating opportunities to come up with more uh, great stuff and this year alone i think we've seen a lot stuff yep. a lot of stuff that came out this year yeah i i think um you know they're definitely um this mco for some people you know and i'm going to be very careful when i say this for some people it has been a silver lining you know and uh whether we're talking about uh 
you know, in a sense of music or, you know, creative content, you know, it may have been a silver lining. Um, so, in, you know, and also, you know, for the people who are really affected by the pandemic, the ones who lost their jobs and all that, I, I know people who are really struggling right now. So that's why I say, you know, I'm going to say this very carefully for people who, with, uh, who have done creative content like this. I think the MCO has been a silver lining for them. It definitely has uh, for me. Yeah, it depends. It depends how you want to look at the whole situation. Half glass, uh, half empty or half full. That's how uh, things are supposed to be. But uh, it is, is it is good. And I'm looking forward for more of it. And I know you are running out of time because you have something very, very important to take place. Like I said, I don't want to mention it on uh, on this whole <laughs> show right now. But you know and I know uh, that is the most crucial moment of your life. I've experienced yep. that many, many times. I can't share with anybody out there. But what I can tell everybody is that, uh, once again, if you like to check out the track called Kapla Jinga, uh, it is available on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, and every other platform you can think of. And if you want to watch the lyrical video, it's on YouTube. And the most important thing is you do have to uh, uh, click on the subscribe button, like the video, share it. Uh, if you're on Spotify, follow Instagram. Uh, Vix is on Instagram too, right? You're a social media oh, person, yeah. aren't you? Of course. Mm, okay, so you can find him Vixstar. That's V I X S T A double R. Very easy, very easy to spell. Double R. Okay. Yeah. Uh, same yeah, goes on his Facebook, on Instagram, Facebook yeah, is a little bit different. Facebook was uh, Facebook. It? Yeah, I've got an artist page, so uh, it's Vixstar. V I X S T A double R M Y M Y Malaysia M Y. Ah, okay. All right, yeah. so you can check that out also. So go make sure to share with it as much as possible. Dude, before I let you go, anything you'd like to share with the uh, people out there, our viewers, audience, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can hear the voices in the back right now, people screaming and thanking you for explaining what's Kapla Jinga all about. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean, first up, you know, of course, uh, Nav, uh, thank you for uh, having me on the show. Um, it's and a pleasure. Also, man. the next thing, you know, I got to thank all the people out there who you know, have shared, who have liked and, you know, who have uh, dropped me comments saying that they really like the song and so on. This is, for me, probably, you know, uh, the pinnacle of, uh, you know, uh, I would say somewhat of success, right? You know, for a completely independent artist to put the work out there, to do the promo yourself, to do everything yourself. And you got these people who have listened to it and really like the, the work that you've done and start sharing your work. Uh, I think that this is the biggest... Uh, form of um payment you know we're not talking about money but form of uh you know payment for an artist you know so Very i true. think i thank everyone out there and of course uh to my family my wife uh you know she has been absolutely supportive of this whole thing uh since the beginning you know especially packing the kids and sending them up to their <laughs> own room that's the biggest you one know, man. <laughs> that's the biggest one yeah so yeah, I just like to say thank you, and I'm, I'm just grateful for everything that has uh, happened for uh, this song uh, so far. Thanks a lot, man. And once again, thank you very, very much, Vix. Amazing track, Kapla, Kapla Jinga. Check it out right now. Make sure to share it. And for our friends outside of Malaysia, if you don't understand the lyrics, don't worry. It's just like listening to something from uh, a Latino track, a Latino hip-hop, or maybe some French hip-hop. You don't understand a single word, but you can just vibe or groove to it. So that's the track class. So check it out right now. It's available. And like I said earlier, all major platforms. Vix, thank you so much. Thank you very, very much. I'll wish you all the best, man. I'm looking forward for your next single, dude. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be on your show now. Thank you, dude.